You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Are you ready, kids? Get your parents' permission, check your mailbox, and grab your shopping cart. It's time for the Adventures in Collecting Podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Dave. Welcome Welcome to to Adventures Adventures in Collecting, Collecting, where we talk toy news, culture, and hauls, along with our journeys as collectors. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Adventures in Collecting. Hi. Dave, we're we're, we're back post-WrestleMania. We did it. We made it. It uh it was it was quite the weekend. There there's a lot to talk was, about. <laughs> yeah, a lot happened. Um it was fun. The one one could argue the 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 swerve of the uh the decade at, at WrestleMania too. That was I think I think yeah, I, that took took some people off of uh off guard there. <laughs> Which one? Exactly. <laughs> that's that's the right answer. That's that's the right okay. answer. Okay. So um you know, it's it's always if if first of all, you know, welcome back uh, to our, our our lovely listeners. Um, those of you and who our are, annual post WrestleMania, I feel like I, I was feel like we talk about it every year. Exactly, I was just about to say if you've if you've been with us for a while, you know that we we typically do a, a, a post WrestleMania. Usually, there's a lot to talk about in terms of uh, you know things that happened at WrestleMania that were particularly particularly toyetic. Um, I think Seth Rollins kind of runs away with that category this year. Um, yeah. as being one of the most toyetic at the, at the show, Asuka probably close second, but, um, Finn. we actually have a, a guest though today, because along with the things that happened at WrestleMania, uh, prior to WrestleMania, our friends at Mattel had, uh, had quite a bit to show off <laughs> le- leading up yeah. to the, the event. So, uh, you know, no, no one really understands the phrase, uh, so real, it's like being in the ring. Uh, like this week's returning guest, uh, coming in hot after a long weekend of reveals and uh, and wrestling events in Los Angeles. Welcome back to the pod, Mattel's Steve Ozer. Steve, are are you well rested and ready to ready to talk about more wrestling figures? No, and yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, fair answer. At least you didn't have yeah. to go far for WrestleMania this year. It's like it was like practically in your backyard. Go, traveling is easier, believe me, than what we pulled off this year. Um, it was, it was, you know, cool to sleep in my own bed. But um, you know, we did even more with with WrestleMania being here. We did stuff at Mattel headquarters, uh, and you know, not even things that were all. Um, collector facing right you know meetings and and you know additional activities through everyone who's traveling here for, for wrestlemania weekend whether it was travel package partners or or whoever so it was, it was a wild week for sure two panels oof uh two panels um an influencer day reveals um interviews at the booth 
uh, and then trying to attend the shows as well and and do normal work at the same time. I mean, the, the, the nice thing about leaving for WrestleMania is like you can kind of ignore the real work, right? Uh, but here it's like everybody's trying to still get your attention because they know you're around. So um, anyway, I'm looking forward to Philly next year. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to say, and you still had L.A. traffic, so... Oh, yeah. And then the events were all spread out, too. Right. So if I stadium, crypto.com arena, L.A. Convention Center, Mattel headquarters. Um, so, yeah, it was it was it was not the most uh, relaxing WrestleMania. So so you mentioned, though, that you had uh, you had an influencer event and there were a bunch of uh, our, our peers, our fellow toy bloggers that were that were in attendance. What, what was it like uh, having the opportunity to kind of take them through the uh the factory, show them around Mattel and, you know, show them kind of uh, inside the process a little bit more. I mean, well, first of all, we missed you guys there. We were hoping you would attend. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll work out something fun for for Philly next year for sure. Um, but it was it was pretty cool to to give a lot of our, our influencer partners a tour of Mattel because I kind of walked backwards as I um was walking them around the building at certain points just to be able to, you know, look at their eyes and see the reactions. And, you know, they weren't looking at me. They were just like in awe, like eyes popped wide open, um, looking around, you know, mouths dropped open. Um, you know, I think it was a dream for a lot of people to, I mean, not only just visit Mattel, uh, you know, where you know, it was kind of the source of, of their, their hobby and their love with collecting, but like to get to go to WrestleMania, there was a lot of first time WrestleMania goers uh, that came out for this trip as well. So it was really nice to have played a small role in, in, you know, what would be a lot of these people's first WrestleMania experience. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was great seeing all the videos coming out of the, uh, Mm -hmm. the event and, you know, seeing kind of the, the Easter eggs that you guys had sprinkled in, like the, the render photos hanging up of, of, uh, you know, figures that were like technically were not announced yet. And I don't know um, what you're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> and um, the uh, the the I, I really like the pictures of the the actual um, talent ring gear next to the, the figures that they were kind of inspired. Like it, it, you guys really kind of set that up. Really yeah, it was well. a really was awesome. cool, cool thing to have kind of seen from afar. Hey, we may or may not have tried on some of that gear, um, <laughs> but you know, no, we, we, we didn't, we didn't actually, well, I did try one thing on, but, um, Ben Brown with WW was fantastic. And, you know, some of the gear, we didn't have exact matches, right? I mean, things happen, gear is sold or, or not available, but we had, we had close matches for most, um, like we had warriors, uh, duster and boots, which, um, is the inspiration for the, the crowdfunded warrior that's, you know, um, you know, the campaign's going on now. And we had the original Ultimate Edition Warrior on display there. Bret Hart's jacket, we had a different jacket. But I mean, once again, it's, it's Bret Hart's leather jacket. Come on. Um, what else did we have there? Seth Rollins gear for the upcoming fan boat. It was the, uh, the Elton John inspired gear. Um, so cool stuff. Um, and, you know, some stuff that um, wasn't even consumer facing. That is for, I, I mentioned there's a lot going on. Um, and still work going on. We're having our, our annual cons- uh, customer previews and, and Toy Fair Gallery um, in one of our buildings on campus. And there's even more props and, and memorabilia over there as well. So uh, there may have been somebody's mask that I that I tried on. Fair. Fair. And and what a night to have spent with everybody in at uh, WrestleMania too. Oh, it was so good. You know, not only, you know, did, did the influencers get to partake, but, you know, 
Bill, Bill and I, and, and Rob to a little bit of a lesser extent, we reap a lot of rewards for working on the brand and get to go to a lot of shows and, and meet fans and meet superstars. But WrestleMania is, is the one time of year where a bulk of our team get to go to WrestleMania um, and get the, the full experience. They get to go to the booth, work the booth, meet, meet the fans. Um, and, you know, there was like that, that, that panel on Saturday featured the majority of the, of the, the team. Um, so, you know, it was a great time, you know, to all get together, um, mingle and, and, and be one, one community of, of action figure fans, really. So, you know, outside of the, the excitement around the Nitro Arena, which we'll get to uh, shortly, um, uh, out of all of the things that you got to reveal, you know, from the retros to the superstars, to the elites to the ultimates, um, what, was, what was the thing you were most excited to kind of show off at Access this year? I unfortunately didn't get to reveal it. <laughs> the gobbledygooker. Um, <laughs> that thing, we kept such... We kept that thing a secret and we fought to keep it a secret. And then it just popped up online the night before. Um, like we, we had the diorama. We had the costume. At what point, at what point we're going to build the egg for like a photo op. Um, but I mean, hey, it, it sold out in less than 24 hours, that initial pre-order allocation. So, you know, I guess that's all that matters, that, that people were excited um, and people bought it. And, you know, there's demand for more, which we're trying to take care of shortly here if, if it hasn't been done already. Um, and then everything else became icing on the cake. So, you know, we finally did it. We finally got the gobbledygooker figure and then my whole team like argued over who got to wear the costume and it was, it was fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just, it, it blows my mind. That was something where <laughs> I woke up and I, I saw the, the link and I sent it to, <laughs> I sent it to Dave immediately before I even had a chance to post it on our feed. I was just like, ah, uh, uh, this exists. Um, you not only like, oh really not only <laughs> did you get the gobbledygooker out into the world but as an ultimate edition yeah mm-hmm. ultimate gobbledygooker oh man um, with egg and you know undertaker that figure is amazing he's got new boots uh if you remember previously um he had kind of like an overlay over his feet to achieve that that spats look uh yeah. so they're just like new boots with the spats integrated now um he's got a new hat that fits on his head better um, he, he's amazing looking and both sets of gloves, the gray and the black. Um, and then the packaging, like George, our packaging designer just like killed it. We just sat one afternoon and just like collaborated. And he was like, I think this needs to be VHS. And then we were just like off to the races. And I was like, you got to add the, the brick background for the team lineups and, you know, mm-hmm. like everything. And he just, he just killed it. And you just look at that and technically it's terrible looking, right? Like it's just like yellow. It's a little ugly, right? But it's so great. It's like one of the greatest things we've ever did because you feel something when you look at that packaging, right? If you grew up in that time, you know exactly what it's supposed to be and Mm -hmm. it takes you right back in time. So it's, it's like, I love that it's simultaneously. And I guess the Gooker as well, like, you know, some of the most weird and like what the heck things, uh, but the, the best all at the same time. Uh, 1991. What a, what a year. <laughs> and you get that mean gene build a figure and you get him dance with, with the goblin. Oh yeah. And if you look at the back and I think some of those, either there's either a sneak peek or a sliver of it, or maybe not, I don't know. Uh, but the, the action figure photography on the back, we typically only have one 
talent on the back, the featured talent of the Ultimate Edition um, figure. But for both figures, we've got Mean Gene doing the do do with Gobbledygooker. And on Undertaker's package, we've got Brother Love walking him down the aisle. Perfect. Per- yep. and, and you can recreate both of those moments now. It's, yeah. it's that's another one that you know obviously we unveiled that earlier but to have brother love in that dio was was super cool and super special and bruce stopped by um and i got to i got to show him everything and he seemed he seemed happy he kept it close to the vest and wasn't like marking out or anything but he seemed pleased at least you know he acted pleased <laughs> i got to imagine he lo- he's he saw hit that and the gobbledygooker you know himself with the you know the brother love get up on and the gobbledygooker when i just i can't believe that it's 2023. Here, here they are. <laughs> yeah, because I, I think it's been it's been so long since they've even been like back to Jack's days. So it's it's awesome that they're now going to be in this elite or an ultimate scale or ultimate like articulation, respectively. I think that's amazing. Yeah, and I, I did kind of always want to get that brother love figure out while he was still like doing the rounds for for podcast shows and signings and stuff but mm-hmm. i mean he seems he seems to be very happy and content with what he's doing now yeah. uh, and he's got the figure now and it'll always be you know available for people to to go to signings should he choose to do that again for sure so when you watch something like wrestlemania or any other premium live event or raw or smackdown or nxt do you immediately think that somebody should be a figure or how, oh, this gear definitely needs to be on a figure? All the time. Um, and I love when I'm with Bill because you could just give the look, right? And it's like, that's that's a yes, you know? And there were a couple of like, that's a yes. Um, and there's others you earmark as a maybe if you can or maybe if they resign with the company, right? Or, you know, what because you know, if if you're privy to that knowledge, that factors into things as well. Um some like no way in hell we could ever afford it, right? Um so you know all those things cross our minds, of course, as we're watching the show and trying to enjoy it. We're just, you know, we're action figure fans too. So we do the same things the fans do. Like we want that as a toy. You know, like some things that were like too expensive last year were um like uh Ray and uh, Ray and Dom um in their you know um their inspired gear and we just we're just like how do we do this like we can't possibly afford this and you know things like that just don't pan out but other things i think we're gonna we're gonna achieve so on this topic you know we kind of mentioned it at the top one of the things that we like to do post wrestlemania is you know typically dave and i each pick like our you know a person you know a a talent that we like the thought you know this is the one that we want to see in action figure form so let, you know, let's 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 go through that that exercise like we usually do. Uh, but Steve, oh, since you're since you're our guest, I was not do you prepared. do you want to go first? <laughs> who I want to see or a gear yeah, I want to see? So from specifically from WrestleMania, like who do you think had like the most toyetic gear? Like if you could, if you oh, could I pick mean, one to make into a into a toy from from uh, from WrestleMania, who would it be? As like just a ridiculously cool action figure, like Edge in that entrance gear. Like, holy smokes, there was so much going on there. You could do something truly, truly epic. Um, so I, I would love to see that as an action figure. Um, is it on maybe the side of things that may be unaccomplishable uh, with the kind of the lines we have now? Maybe. Um, but it, that that one was just like, you know, unbelievable. Um, so, you know, that, that'd be my pick for sure. There's some easy like layups like, you know, Demon 
demon fin. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on. Yeah, with, the, um, with the purple even, hits. Yeah, you don't even need purple, to think yeah. about it. <laughs> Dave, do you want to go or do you want to stay for last? My, mine, I know, I know what mine is. It's not Seth um, Rollins. I was going to say, I'd like to hear yours, yeah. Oh, okay. Mine is 100%. Like, from the moment she switched back to this look at the Rumble, I've been dying for an ultimate Asuka figure. With the coat, with the, the like, you know, the, the new mask, the clown makeup, you know, a couple, like, maybe, like, two heads, you know, one with, like, the tongue out. Like, that. I just love the 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 kabuki clown, evil Asuka. Um, and... You know, like you, you guys did the uh, the Goldberg head with the uh, the the like the smoke coming out of it. So maybe like a blue mist effect or something coming okay. out of her mouth. Like I just think that that I think Asuka is always one of the most toyetic wrestlers. Like she's just her her ring gear, her entrance, everything about her. She's just she's awesome, and I would I would love to see uh, I would love to see her get a uh, get an ultimate figure with that WrestleMania gear. Fortunately, there's a big fan of Asuka who designs these figures, so maybe. <laughs> yes, yes. Play, um, playing like to I build like... strengths. <laughs> but it does show his restraint that it, has, yeah. that it hasn't it's happened yet, right? So it's wild. It's wild. Like when I, I every every time you guys have have a, you know a, an event with a you know announcement, I'm like, come on, this is the time, Bill. This is the time. It's gonna happen. So you know, hopefully now. Now that she's she's had an awesome uh, you know WrestleMania match, a very memorable one, another very memorable one. Uh, hopefully this is this is hopefully it's time for Oscar. Hopefully we are ready for Oscar. Um. So I think like I think Finn's a layup, but with the purple hits and just it being such a drastically different version of the demon from what we're used to. Like for me, that was that was an easy one. Um. I'm trying to think if there was anything that was like a, even like a close second from the weekend. Um, you, you know, it was very simple, but like as a toy person, mind blowingly amazing. John Cena's shirt. Yep. Yes. GI wow. John Cena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or, or we, we could say, we can't do it obviously, but or we could say Larry Hama inspired John Cena. Yes. Oh, that helps us. <laughs> Larry Hama inspired John Cena. Um, because it's I just mean, his Reyes art was, style. It's just the Lammy, yeah. Larry Hama art style. I mean, all his art the, looks like that. Just the the Rey Mysterio like kind of Muda themed mask was cool too. Oh, so good! Yeah, absolutely. Both Dom too. Dom's entrance was fantastic. Cody's mm-hmm. robe was unbelievable. Yeah, with the wings. Uh, Seth. Seth Roman the has, has red shoes now. Yeah. <laughs> now We're with like, red, red shoes, red now, shoes on Roman. <laughs> now with red shoes. <laughs> well i like um, that he's finally getting uh speaking of roman i like that he's finally getting the uh the the one finger i saw on the uh it was elite 104 was it three or four yeah 103, 104 i the, yeah. you guys released so many so many figures but yeah one one um, the upcoming one of the upcoming romans has the uh, logan paul's gear was even that was, yeah that was fun the bottle was, was <laughs> mm-hmm. is now K- a superstar KSI. um I think that finger for Roman, we wanted to, if memory serves me correctly, he was doing that back last WrestleMania, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we were trying to make it happen, but it was just like, just past our cutoff, right, of of making it work. So yeah, a couple months later, or, or a year later, um, we're, we're making it happen. So that's exciting. 
you know, sometimes just little things like, you know, I, I joked about the shoes, but I mean, Roman's so popular, it just makes such a relevant mm-hmm. figure to have pointing fingers and, and potentially red shoes. So, you mm-hmm. know, we're grateful for little things like that. Yep. Teeny cha- like when he changed from the, the, the gold, the gold gauntlet yeah. to the red gauntlet, it was, oh, the, yeah. yeah, it's like but that, that ultimate rules too. Yeah. <laughs> the Roman it does. one. It does. That screaming head is still one of my favorite expressions yeah. with the, and I like the way that the neck peg is mounted in it too. So that way is it's very well engineered. Um, so, so getting, getting back to the announcements, you know, you guys revealed the next crowdfund on Mattel Creations. Uh, how did the team land on the WCW Nitro uh, stage as the next project? Well, we were exploring a few options. Uh, one of the obvious ones that's been spoken about and that you've seen was the Raw stage um, and some other ones. Um, that you know we, we won't talk about um to get people's hopes up yet and and hopefully keep things a surprise if the time ever comes to do them um uh, but really it just became about um you know it was kind of an even split like what people wanted to see nitro versus raw um that combined with just feasibility at the time um and the fact that doing nitro first allows you to you know not only get people acclimated to sl- a slightly higher price point but start you can start developing some of the tools needed for the raw stage potentially right which then would allow for that item to be not quite as expensive um as if it were to come first um so you know it just made sense to go with nitro first you know given that popularity split giving that it helps us uh, uh, attain a slightly more affordable raw stage. Um, it, it's it's a nice building block piece that is equally as popular, um, theoretically, of course. Um, so you know we're here, we're doing it, we're doing the nitro stage, and it looks it looks phenomenal. We're so happy how um, it turned out. We just got you know a first model from Japan, and I'm sorry, from China, um, and you know it, we were we were blown away by how you know well done that 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 model came out. Yeah, and you know, you guys had the the live stream. Uh, this is airing last week uh, with uh, that featured uh, DDP make, making an appearance. You know, and and you could see it. You know, kind of in his expression that like you know, you guys asked him. I think Sam was the one that actually asked him the question that like, as somebody who has walked through that curtain, you know, down that that ramp, like, what is it like seeing like a seven inch version of you standing on that ramp? And and you could see it in his face that he was like, this is I've never seen anything like this this is crazy mm-hmm. yeah it was awesome i mean he uh used that stage frequently so you know he we got his his blessing buy off that it was that it was accurate um and he was he was so, so great to work with and and dallas and i go back a little bit to the dp my ddp yoga days uh and my honesty and, and coca-cola days so it was awesome to reconnect with him um, and you know, I, I, you know, he, he was always so good and gracious to me and now I can make action figures of him, which is awesome. And I know he's going to sign them right in at WrestleCon and, you know, all these other events. Uh, so that's a nice feeling to have, but, but Dallas is amazing. You know, that figure as well. Um, it, it's pretty historically significant because it, it's representative of his feud with Randy Savage. Right. And that's mm-hmm. you put, put Dallas on the map. Um, so I think Dallas actually just posted something. Um, or can I spoil that we're not live, right? Uh, we're not live. We're recording this, but Dallas posted something today, you know, about the feud with some video footage and commemorating, uh, 
you know, historic milestone of it. So um, it's, it's pretty meaningful to do this particular version of Dallas and to do somebody that, you know, has helped me and, and so many other people, um, you know, have a little bit better quality of life through, through DDP yoga. Yeah. It, and, and it's another thing you can recreate too with that, the uh, target ultimate macho man. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You're, you're ready to go. Um, so, I mean, you know, I don't know if you'll get there at any point, but, you know, not only have we slowly been building towards Monday Night War uh, themed play sets, um, but I mean, we're, we're all in pretty shortly here in early 2024 with a full fledged Monday Night Raw line of elites and ultimates. So one of the things that, you know, kind of uh, you, you know, it, it is one of those things that's really interesting about watching this process is seeing kind of the 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 talent react to, you know, react to the process, react to like seeing their figures. Is that is that something that like you've gotten used to at this point over over the years, or is it still like amaze you when these guys see see themselves and they're like, I just you know, like I gotta have that. I I, I need to have that. I think the maybe the shock of Oh, they actually like this. Um, might have worn off, but but not the the feeling of of pride and giving back that I have. Um, you know, on uh, for both modern and and legendary talent, right? It's just like the appreciation of legendary talent. You know that that this stuff is coming out and and keeping their spirit alive, keeping their name out there, giving them more stuff to sign. Like you saw Cowboy Bob Orton do the rounds of, of signings when his legend figure and retro figure came out at roughly the same time. Like he was all over the place, you know, and it was, it was, I mean, I, I would attribute some of that to smart businesses saying, Hey, there's act- action figures here we can sell and he, and he can sign them. So um, it, it's really special, you know, or, or if it's, you know, families um, of wrestlers who are no longer with us um, who, who just like, you know, they, they're so appreciative. Um, and then the younger talent, they grew up. Now we're in the generation of, of talent that grew up playing with action figures, playing video games, and getting those things being included in a game or getting an action figure th- for the first time. It's like the sign that they made it, and not only that they made it, that, that they actually like the product that that you know that they're getting of themselves um, on top of it. So it, it's super rewarding. I'm you know ev- everyone knows at this point. I would hope that I'm a lifelong super fan. I never gave up on this business, you know, through unpopular times and, and, you know, bullying or whatever. Um, this, this was my, my business, um, you know, and I'm, I'm so proud to be involved in it and be giving back in this way to the talent. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and it's awesome to kind of see that kind of paying forward come, come kind of full circle on something like the live stream. Um, so you see this huge entrance stage and space is a luxury for a lot of collectors. Um, how is something that is as seemingly large as the nitro, um, entrance stage friendly to those that may not have room to permanently display the entire thing. So during our Mattel panel on Saturday, um, Mike Cadilli, the designer of the actual stage itself, um, you let the audience know, uh, that you can actually, it's kind of modular, so you can actually reconfigure it slightly and make it fit on a standard depth shelf. Um, so by the time this podcast goes live, goes live, you can head over to my Instagram at action figure attack, um, and check out a reels video of 
um, that reconfigured um, sh- uh, shallower depth version of the stage. It is still long. Uh, so it might be like if you have Billy bookcases like I have behind me, you can probably put it across the top or something. Um, I don't believe it, it it will fit the left to right, but I can always measure that this coming week. Uh, but it will fit depth wise. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So so you can do and it looks it looks great. You just don't have the ramp, basically. And it's like a thin version of the stage with all the uh, the scaffolding and WCW letters and banners all fit uh, nicely on it still. Awesome. That's that's good to know. It's very good to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we talked at length, you know, so far about DDP uh, and and you know that that, that ultimate's inclusion in, in the campaign. But uh, you know, tell us a little bit about the uh, the other figures. So, like, what went into the decision to include the ultimate figures that you included, and and kind of where you slotted them in the uh, in the campaign process. Yeah, so for the early bird, we wanted a, a talent at the level of Macho Man that people seem to continuously get excited for when a new figure comes out. Um, I will say, um, you know, and I've, I've started to say this a little bit, that we were going to include another really meaningful accessory that unfortunately wasn't approved. Um, and I think if we would have included it, everyone would have been reacting much differently to this figure. Um then, you know, maybe they are now. Uh, but those are the breaks. You know what I mean? And and sometimes you got to keep things in motion um, and just pivot a little bit. So, you know, this is where we are. It's it's, it's Hulk Hogan. We, we added some other things, you know, like the, the non-rippable shirt um, and whatnot to, to plus it up a little more um, in lieu of not having that accessory. Um, but, you know, Hulkster is somebody that everybody loves. He does move the needle. I know we've had a lot of Hulk Hogan figures and Hulk Hogan ult- ultimates. But when you look at, you compare uh, Hulk Hogan versus, you know, other other talent, like he's a top seller forever, you know. So um, so we felt safe, you know, moving forward still with, with him as the early bird. Ray, cruiserweights, synonymous with Monday Nitro, right? Um, and he, he was the flagship luchador um and you know when you think about lucha libre cruiserweights mass wrestlers or whatever in most people's minds like that Rey mysterio mask is, is synonymous so it was only appropriate you have a cruiserweight and Rey mysterio be part of this set um and you know the soft goods robe is really really nice with that i think there's a dragon pattern on the back of it um so he's anchoring the set um, then you have Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner, um, and that was like once WWE gave us a green light that we could do Scott Steiner figures. I mean, we knew he had to be in this set, like absolutely. Um, so we we got him in there, and you know, lots of new parts, new torso, heads, biceps um, to to really nail um, his unique, uh, super heroic physique. Um, and then Warrior, <clears throat> you know, one of the comments of the last crowdfund was you should have had more tiers, more tiers to entice people to keep buying into the item. So we added another tier here, basically at eleven thousand, um, and that's that that Warrior and the look uh, previously only done in action figure form by Jax is a one of five exclusive. So you know now there's a chance for you know, maybe roughly 11,000 people or more to own, you know, that version of Ultimate Warrior from his Monday Nitro debut. And, you know, even though his stint uh, in WCW was a little on the short side of things, you know, I think I think that initial debut is something everyone remembers. You know, holy smokes, Warrior actually showed up in WCW. So, and, and, and then the bell rang. <laughs> 
exists. And if you <laughs> miss that first ultimate, this is this is kind of a a chance to still get that warrior. Yeah, to get that that era. Yeah. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of new parts there too. The the uh, pelvis has the belt buckle, uh, the unique belt buckle he had for that debut. Uh, new legs, or at least low, and I think maybe all new legs um, to accommodate the the new boots that he has. Um, so, and then the heads as well are are new. As I say, there's other like slept on features too with it, like the uh, the always on lights or that possibility to like kind of plug in um, the gold belt for the first time um you know you do have an nwo member in here like there's it kind of runs the gamut of everything that is that era of nitro yeah everything is touched upon right you've got you've got a mainstay uh really in hulk who's the you know headliner of the company towards the tail end um, you've got the cruiserweights representing Ray, NWO, and, and Scott, and then the, the what the heck, right? That WCW was full of with Warrior. Um, it, so it's like every little nugget that made WCW special is present there. Um, and I mean, thank you for bringing up the big gold. I mean, that's exciting. And so many people have wanted this version for a long time. Um, and it's the version without the WW logo. So, you know, this is, this is the first time, you know, of course we'll, we'll do it again right after this. So I don't want to d- dissuade people, um, uh, from buying the set. Uh, it, it, I don't want to lie either and say the only way to get the big gold ever is going to be here. Um, but you know, this is, this is going to be the first time uh, in a long time coming to get this actual title. And now a word from our sponsors. This segment is brought to you by our friends at Chubsy Wubsy Toys. A traditional mom-and-pop toy store in Little Falls, New Jersey, Chubsy Wubsy Toys brings you the best new toys from the brands you love without the hassle of pounding the pavement, searching for them at larger retail stores. Visit them in person at 106 Main Street in Little Falls, New Jersey, or online at ChubsyWubsy.com. That's C-H-U-B-Z-Z-Y-W-U-B-Z-Z-Y.com. And tell them Adventures in Collecting sent you. Level up your collection with CGC, the world leader in pop culture collectibles grading. CGC recently launched its video games division with experienced, knowledgeable, and passionate graders to help you maximize your value on all the games you love. Ready to give your games an extra life? Submit today at CGCGrading.com. That's CGCGrading.com. Face it, shaker bottles suck. Your shakes always come out clumpy and they're a pain to clean. You're right, Dave. That's why I decided to ditch my shaker bottle for good and get myself a BlendJet 2 portable blender. It makes perfectly blended shakes in just 20 seconds. BlendJet 2 is portable so you can blend up a smoothie at work, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. It's small enough to fit in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through tough ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. BlendJet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house. It lasts for over 15 blends and recharges quickly via USB-C. Best of all, BlendJet 2 cleans itself. Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go. 
With an array of colors, patterns, or even Disney-inspired designs to choose from, show off your personality while you're blending up something delicious on the go. What are you waiting for? Go to BlendJet.com and grab yours today. And be sure to use the promo code AICPOD12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of the BlendJet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the BlendJet 2 Portable Blender. Go to BlendJet.com and use the code AICPOD12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Shop today to get the best deal ever. And now back to the show. Yeah, and, and you know, one of the other things kind of pivoting from the campaign itself is kind of the supporting assets of it, right? You know, so aside from the things that are actually you know, available specifically through the campaign, you guys have kind of this roadmap laid out of additional pieces that that go very well with this with the um the the Monday Monday Night Wars figures that are that are coming to Walmart both in in elite and ultimate form and and um and the the ring with uh with ultimate Eric Bischoff. So um you know can you tell us a little bit about more you know what went into those uh those elites and, and ultimates? Well I mean you brought up the ring and uh I've seen a lot of people um commenting why the raw ring first right if they're going to do nitro here uh maybe at a point when we had to pull the trigger on that ring maybe we're leaning towards the raw stage first right (laughs) um but i mean by the time you know this funds um you'll have this ring still before um before the stage ships so uh you'll you'll be completely set up with a ring and that eric bischoff figure and he'll be awaiting the arrival of the the nitro stage and, and the hulkster and everyone else um well hopefully the hulkster i know this airs slightly after the the hulkster backer period ends um so we'll we'll just assume that the hulkster is backed um and then the line i mean everyone that everyone is fantasy booking um into the crowdfund that didn't make it um theoretically if we have them available that they're going to wind up in the monday night wars line in, in some you know shape or form uh whether it's ultimate or elite so you know jeans ddp i mean a layup right um and you know probably more appropriate as uh as an elite than uh than an ultimate edition right it's simplistic uh deco on him um you know, and everyone else, you know, we hear it, you know, if, if we can do Harlem Heat again, uh, maybe they're a good fit here. Singles run Booker T, six, um, you name it, we'll, we'll try to fit them into the Monday Night War line. Um, and something to note, you know, with Ruthless Aggression, we went into that line um, with an end date in mind. Um, knowing that we were going to pivot to Monday Night War here. But Monday Night War... Uh, we have no end date in mind. So this oh. is something that as long as it remains popular and and the figures have decent sell-through and Walmart is happy with it, uh, we want to continue this as long as possible. And I already you know, laid out a, a rough roadmap, of course, talent subject to change for like four years worth of, of figures of elites and ultimates and build-a-figures. So you know, there's no shortage of excitement to come. Um, and of course, you know, if things change with WWE and we get uh, additional signings and new talent, of course, we'll, we'll squeeze them in and, and make them happen in this line. 
Now, is um, question kind of follow up to that? I know you, at the live stream we, you had announced it's uh, the first two ultimates are um, Piper and Bret Hart. Is it always going to be one of each, like one WCW, one WWE? Yeah, yeah. For ultimates, it's going to be one and one, and for the elite line, it's going to be um, two and two. Uh, and then the Build-A-Figure will alternate between waves between companies. Um, something else interesting that um, I want to do pending licensor approval is when you look at the spine of your action figures and package, it will have the logo of the time, uh, which I know some new gen people will be excited about because they wanted more new gen ultimates. So you'll see like a timeline of logo progression um, for both companies and you'll we'll also try to include the date there. So if you want to, you know, after a couple of years, you could rearrange everything chronologically by date and logo <laughs> and have your history of Monday Night Wars bookshelf if you want to. That rules. That's awesome. That's a nice little touch. Yeah. Because I'm automatically thinking, seeing like, you know, Nitro debut Scott Hall, thinking like, all right, you need Kevin Nash in the like striped T-shirt so he could powerbomb the Eric Bischoff. Like, there's just... <laughs> yeah. I guess so you know a lot of these on. a lot of these requested looks lend themselves to street clothes. So you know, for those you know c- collectors who've wanted more street clothes figures, I think it's inevitable, right, to have that here because so many significant moments were in street gear. Uh, X Pac redebut on Raw, street gear, Hall and Nash, as you said, um, Hogan's heel turn is is essentially so Hogan wore those clothes in real life, tights, um, tights and tight shirts. <laughs> Um, so, you know, a lot of, a lot of street gear represented here as well as, you know, wrestling gear, of course. So cool. Um, so also another line that's just continuing to thrive is the retros. Um, we saw some new gen recently in the most re, um, recently released set in the orange cards, um, as well as in the upcoming set, um, that's coming out. Does this open up the door for more eras to be represented? Yes. Um, did you guys notice anything about the packaging for the newest retros? No. You didn't notice um, anything about the color? It's in uh, for the the Undertaker Paul Bearer with the like darker kind of bluish. Oh, uh-huh. okay. Okay. I'd see the, so I'm, I'm that, holding up uh, a Jack's Bone Crunching Action Superstars Undertaker here, and it's got the bluish purple into the reddish pinkish. So the inspiration for that packaging was to celebrate this Bone Crunching era of WWE, and you have Vader and Paul Bearer. Uh, so it's like it's very synonymous with this. And I, know, I think Vader came a wave or two later, right after mm-hmm. this Undertaker wave. Uh, yes. So it's very purposeful, and of course, it's close to. The blue. Let me put these down. It's close to the blue previously, but I think you know, just a little wink to to those longtime collectors and people who love that era, um, giving them something that that hopefully will will once again tug at the heartstrings once they realize it, <laughs> and they will after this podcast. Yeah, and and you you guys too with the with the retro line uh, have introduced the first female retro figure in uh in wendy richter right she's uh <laughs> I, I, I was like we did uh yes wendy richter um that's exciting we, we were trying to get somebody out for the longest time and you know a lot of contenders uh but wendy gives us a great base body 
to use that you can change up with new arms or new legs or, or whatever. Uh, but it's really exciting to get Wendy out first and, and maybe, you know, perfect because, you know, she was, she was the one at the very beginning. She was the first, you know, kind of superhero female wrestling character in the eighties. And, and, you know, there were times when people said she was biggest, biggest Hulk in that era. Um, and of course, you know, the, the war to settle the score and all that stuff with, with super high ratings. So she's historically significant. Um, we're happy to have, um, our first female figure in retro. It's finally long overdue. Um, and we will absolutely do more, uh, more females after Wendy. And she's got a double action. She's got a twist the waist, um, and she's got an uppercut. Awesome. Oh, very cool. So alongside with the, you know, with the retros, one of the things that, uh, you know, we've seen come up in the, you know, in the, the photography when they're announced and they go up for sale, uh, is the, is that ring, the, the blue ring. Um, is there, are there any opportunities coming for, you know, for a ring for these retros or, you know, uh, championship titles or, or anything like that? I really hope so. Um, the ring is something that I've been looking for an opportunity to bring back. Um, and, you know, I, I say this sometimes, it's not about ideas as much as opportunity, right? Because, you know, as a fan, I have a million ideas and I talk to all you guys and you have a million ideas. It's it's waiting for the moment to do it, the opportunity to do it, and you slip it in there and, and you make it happen, right? Or else you're just like shouting at the one, we should do this, we should do this. And it's like, okay, yeah okay sure we should um but like if if the opportunities come up and there always are because you always have to plan for the following year and the following year or something gets canceled or something happens and then those are the moments you you actually make the things happen like the gobbledygooker undertaker is a great example we won this special different type of item and that absolutely perfectly fit into the slot so to speak right um so that's what i'm looking for for the retro ring it's not unaccomplishable. It's really just right, right moment in time to make it happen. Um, and maybe, maybe it'll be a reissue. Maybe it'll be redecoed. I don't know. If you wanted to redeco, everybody, let me know your the colors you want, um, and we'll see what we can do. There you go. We'll have to put a you know yeah. we'll put a we'll put a post up after this episode goes live, um, and we'll do a little poll for oh, for, cool. for ring look. How about that? Um, yeah. So, so there you go. That's one, that's another one that comes up all the time is that, is that ring for the, Mm -hmm. for the retros. So we've seen so many amazing exclusives, whether it's the uh, legends at target Monday night wars, um, upcoming and ruthless aggression at Walmart or the various ringside collectibles exclusive, like the upcoming ultimate Usos. Um, what is part of the decision-making process to figure out what exclusives go where? Well, you want a retailer to have something ownable, uh, like an ownable statement. So Legends is owned by Target in the in the U.S., right? We're talking about in the U.S. These things are available to international retailers if they're able to take enough number for numbers for their market, right? Um, so every market will have an MOQ, and maybe this is too technical for, for people, and they don't care. They just want their toys. But, you know, just explaining a little bit. Um, no, no, for, no about, seriously, go into it. Yeah. This, is, this is the kind of stuff that, you know, we get asked all the time, and we just don't have the answers for. So, like, absolutely, yeah. there's, there's no such thing as too much information on this. 
Um, so, you know, we don't develop things to be exclusive to a country necessarily. Actually, I think UK actually does have truly UK exclusives, but whatever, that's okay. Um, so we, we want everyone to take it, but you know, there's, there's limitations in various markets and sometimes things don't work out, but as you build a consumer base, like, like in the UK, for instance, now their collector is, is starting to boom a little bit. Um, and they've brought in ultimates and legends starting the summer. So, you know, we're making some progress there. And if that continues, like maybe Monday night war makes its way over there as well next year, fingers crossed, I sure as, as hell will try. Um, but anyway, back to the original question, you want to develop something ownable, for a retailer, right? An ownable program that the buyer will understand and latch on to and get excited about. Um, and, you know, that's why you kind of see something like, you know, Ruthless, Ruthless Aggression or Monday Night War or, or Legends because it's very understandable and someone could look at that and see the possibilities, right? And, and a buyer could be like, I remember Monday Night Wars. Um, and, you know, I was pure WCW and I remember flipping the channels and you want, you want that engagement from a buyer. Um, and then they buy in and support. Um, and then it's also like having those ideas and waiting for moments to execute them, right? Like Ruthless Aggression, um, that was one we were just waiting kind of for the anniversary of Ruthless Aggression to happen. Um, and that line launched tied to the anniversary and it was a great moment. So, um, timing is, is a huge factor as well. We've got all the ideas in the world. We know all the ideas that you guys share with us and we want the same things. It's like waiting for those moments and, and retailer exclusives is a great way to make those things happen. Once again, gobbledygooker being a perfect example of that. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it is one of those things where it's, it's interesting to think about, you know, kind of that, that, ownership factor, right? Like where you know that like that's where you go for that particular type of thing. But it's just always interesting like to see you know how you guys make the selection, the character selections like for those specific things like, you know, what version of what character ends up in legends form versus which one. You know, like like we've had a couple of different versions of the Usos at this point, you know, uh kind of spread out. But them going to that ultimate two pack for for ringside as a tag team, like does that mean does that kind of, you know, back to that yeah. idea of ownership, like, does that mean that there will be more ultimate tag team packs at ringside? Is that going to be in like an ongoing thing? That's the hope, right? Um, there was a lot of experimentation this year. Uh, they got a multi-pack with mega powers. They got retro tag teams. They got defining moments uh, and they're getting uh, ultimate tag teams with the Usos. The reception initially has seemed to be pretty great uh, with all of these. So I would love to continue these executions um, and have them have some, these ownable statements, right? They own tag team retros. They own ultimate edition tag team packs. Doesn't mean we won't do two packs of ultimates elsewhere, like, you know, Coliseum collection, but as far as like a tag team, uh, maybe, maybe it's just, it's just ringside and they certainly do own, you know, defining moments as well. Now, how will speaking of those Usos for a moment? Um, how will they be carded? Are they going to be carded, um, you know, on the the normal Ultimate Edition packaging, or is it going to be something a little bit different for them? They will be in their individual ult Ultimate Edition boxes to two single boxes inside of a shipper like Coliseum Collection. So, you know, you've got a lot of flexibility there as not only a consumer, right, but if you just want 
six extra Jay Usos for some reason, you can probably ringside will most likely offer a couple of, you know, in small quantities separately as well, much like they did with the, the retro tag teams and with defining moments. Yeah, they've also had some of my favorite like oddball ones or like things you wouldn't think like, oh, yeah, this definitely wouldn't make it on the shelf. But like Cactus Jack, ECW or NW- Firefly Funhouse match, NWO yeah. John Cena, which is one of my favorite. That's the things. one I always like, think of. What a what a wacky figure. I- <laughs> it's a, it's that figure where it's like, I didn't know I needed this, but I need this. The face on that figure is what gets me because he's got that like, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> yeah, from. Yeah, it's it's the best. Yeah, a lot of conversations to get that one to, to happen. Um, but, you know, yeah, for a while there, previous to this year, they had that very ownable, like, you know, okay, this is a cool figure. Maybe I didn't know that I needed it. Um, specific packaging with the trifold backdrops, right? Um, so that was kind of their ownable, uh, exclusive type previously. But I do think, you know, personally, uh, for my taste, we've, we've leveled it up in, in 2023 for sure. Absolutely. So this next section takes us into our uh, Q&A. So, uh, you know, as we usually say, welcome to those who are listening to us for the first time. Hope, hope you're enjoying this episode. But, uh, you know, make sure you're following us at AIC underscore podcast on Instagram, because whenever we do have a guest, uh, we'll, we'll send up a post uh, collecting some questions for this Q&A section. Um, we know yeah, not- smash those subscribe and like buttons. I can't not laugh every time you say that. It's just like, it's the <laughs> most forced like podcaster social media guy thing. I love it. I love when you do it every time it puts a dumb little smile on my face. Um, but uh, yeah, so we, we, we know that not everyone uh, gets access to, you know, our, our guests all the time. You know, it's, it's, it's a, we, we understand it's a privilege. Uh, so you know, we want to make sure we spend some of this time asking the questions that uh, that you want to get uh, answers to. So, um, Steve, are you ready for some uh, Q&A? Yeah, go ahead, shoot. All right, so this first one comes from friend of the pod, Ryan Ting, at Ryan Ting on Instagram. Uh, Ryan Ting, of course, of the Marvel Legends team over at, uh, at another brand. Um, who is your favorite late 90s WCW wrestler that might be heavily inspired from video games, more specifically the Mortal Kombat franchise. <laughs> you know, particularly one of the ninja characters. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about, Ryan, and it will never be made. <laughs> oh man! Look, you know, talk about ringside goofball exclusives, right? Like, you know, if they would have been available, that would have been a a badass um ringside multi-pack right maybe two pack mm-hmm. with with mortis and glacier um i love mortis more than glacier glacier is awesome right but mortis was was my guy out of those two um and wrath and, and the minister too of course of course the sinister minister fun fact used to be a manager at virgin megastore in orlando and sinister minister used to always shop uh at our store like at the least on a weekly basis and just buy tons of, you know, DVDs and, and CDs and everything else. So, um, I would not hesitate to make any, any of those, you know, should the stars align and we get deals with, with the talent or estates. Hey, keep the Monday night wars popular and, uh, and, mm-hmm. and maybe, right. maybe the stars will align for that one. <laughs> maybe we need a snow effect add on for, uh, for the stage. 
Yes. There we go. A little, little. I'm sure. I'm sure Mike can can engineer that, right? And if he can engineer that <laughs> scaffolding and all those lights, I'm sure he could figure out a little snowmaker. Mike can make anything. Can we afford to make everything Mike makes? No, but Mike can make everything, anything, and everything. <laughs> uh, all right, Dave. Let's do the next one. Um, at Solaire two five two two asks. Are there any plans to bring back belt and or accessory packs? So this is something that uh, is always asked. And sometimes it comes down to choice, right? If they're like, Steve, you have five SKUs now to ration out across wherever. Uh, you got to maximize them, right? You got to make sure that, you know, we, we get decent you know dollar volume back for these you know investments uh and choose what you have to do right so if i look at a belt pack um you think like okay what are you going to make on a belt pack realistically right you have a kind of like your your baseline knowledge of how successful they're they're going to be or do you do tons of units of something like the gobbledygooker undertaker set right so to me, in my mind and in my heart, and to do what's right for our consumers as well on top of that and our business, you choose an execution like an ultimate edition or an ultimate two pack or you know a, a four pack for Target or a raw letter three set at Target and you don't choose the belt pack. Um, so it doesn't mean an opportunity won't come our way where you need something that is more appropriate of the belt pack, right? Um, and that's when I would pull the trigger on something like that. Once again, it's, it's the right opportunity for it. Um, but, you know, ultimately, like I think people would agree when they get something like Coliseum Collection, Jake and Rude, or Gobbly Gooker, or, you know, um, whatever. I'm trying not to spoil things. I almost blurted out like two multi-packs that are coming but you know something really cool like you have to think like you know this this would be sacrificed for that right you only can work on x amount per year you physically can only handle so much the system can only handle so much and you need to decide what those items are going to be so i know people want belt packs i know people want accessory packs um, there is a, a mini accessory pack line, by the way. It's a basic figure and accessories. It's available at uh, emerging channels. Um, I don't know the specific store, but stores like Big Lots and, and things like that. And Dollar General, they have um, some WWE figures. They have those accessory packs. So like I said, it's not out of the question under the right circumstances. So I'll keep looking for um, the right home for them. Yeah, I mean, you got to make sure that if you make a George the Animal Steel figure, that it comes with a rippable turnbuckle. I mean, it's just like right? it's got to, right? It's got to. <laughs> that actually fits on your new gen ring. Very excited about that. Does it fit easily? Yeah, uh, I don't know yet. That first sample was a little trouble, but uh, we're working on finessing it. <laughs> we're people are crafty; they'll make it work. Plus, it's ripped. It doesn't need to sit like yeah, perfect. Yeah. It's there ripped. you go. Um, all right, so this next one comes from. At you ain't shit, bro. Three hundred and sixty <laughs> asks. Okay. Great handle. Great handle. Um, My burner account, right? Uh, <laughs> he's gonna be like, I can't, or they're gonna be like, I can't believe they asked the question. Um, are you considering any add-ons for the existing ultimate rings, like cages or rope and skirt packs? Yes. Um, I ideally would have wanted them to happen already. 
But at the end of the day, you need a significant baseline of consumers who own, I'm like motioning with my hands here, but we're not on, you know, this isn't going to be video, but um, you need a significant baseline of, of consumers to warrant things like that, right? Because let we've got 8,000, right? We'll say 8,000 new gen, not counting the attitude error ring. 8,000 people have new gen rings, we'll say. Let's say not people didn't buy multiples. Legitimately, 8,000 people have those rings. How many of those 8,000 are actually going to buy these accessory packs? Half if you're lucky, right? So now you're down to 4,000, right? And now you're talking about like sub-minimum order quantities, right? Out of the gate. So what I need to do you know, as your guy on the inside is keep pushing more rings out to expand that user base, right? So then when 20, 40, 50, 100,000 people own this style and compatible scale ring, then you have the opportunity for a significant accessory business, right? Then you can sell 10 or 20,000 steel cage accessories. You can sell five to 10,000 ring skirt packs, but we're not quite there yet, but we're getting there. We've, we'll have three rings out, you know, by, by the end of this year. So we're approaching it. Um, so please just be patient and hang in there. And I know everybody wants ring skirts, right? So yes, of course you have the Raw's War skirt that came out already, but there's more Attitude Era skirts we can do, right? There's more WCW skirts we could do. Maybe mats. I don't know how we're going to do it yet, but like we, we need that base to grow a little bit to warrant that, accessory pack ring business. Yeah, I think that's one of those things that, you know, and, and this kind of comes up with, uh, you know, in multiple interviews, is that quantity amount. Like, there mm-hmm. there are way fewer of us than we think there are, one. And then two, it's like, you know, you have to consider the costs of running these products, you know, in, in general before you can even, you know, talk about how many of them sell and sell at what price and the fewer that there are the more they're going to cost and you know it's it, it is it's a it's a big numbers game it's it's a lot of math yeah it's tough like like i said the ideas are all there right we, we don't mm-hmm. not know what you guys are telling us and what you want and we also want it but you know i think i've made a career out of of building towards things right and eventually getting it done and laying the groundwork to get it done in a, at a later date um and every cool thing we do there was a lot of building um to get there right and, and we do get there um so i think i think we will um raw ring doing great you know sold out ringside you know they they keep trying to get more which is great and, and adding more um, and hopefully the nitro, uh, ring does just as well. Um, and you know, we, we got to make, it's a, it's a wrestling based business. So there's going to be rings, you know, I see we don't need any more rings, but I, you do not you personally, but people need rings, uh, for, for a wrestling line. So having one available at all times doesn't really hurt anything. You don't have to buy more yourself, right? Like you don't have to buy anything if, if you don't want it, if it's not for you, don't buy it. Um, uh, but if, more people who don't have rings yet buy it, then you're going to get what you want. You're going to get the big blue steel cage, right? Or or whatever it is that that we can concoct for that work with these rings. So, you know, be patient, hang in there. Think long game is a long game hobby for all of us. Um, the longer we wait, you know, look look at what 
the past five years alone, like holy smokes, like what we've got, right? Um, it's unbelievable. And then you, you do the whole 13 years and it's like, wow, this is significant and impressive. Um, and maybe it's not, you know, the excitement of classic superstars where it was first time in the line guys in every single wave. Uh, but, you know, if you're in this for the long game, like you're kind of getting everybody you would ever want over time. Um, and I think as, as long as we can deliver that, I'm, I'm satisfied. All right, Dave, you want to do you want to do the last question of the Q&A here? Yeah, sure. Um, so at fig underscore foundation asks with Endeavor acquiring WWE, do you think there's a possibility Mattel may explore UFC figures considering all the work that's gone into WWE figures? Um, well, I can't speak on behalf of, you know, the company. I mean, I'm talking to you guys, giving you my knowledge as Steve, the collector who happens to work inside the industry. Right. Um, but I would like UFC figures. They fit great with, with the WWE style figures. I loved when Jax back in the day did their line and they had the scale octagon. Um, and those figures of course fit in very well, same body type. Uh, of the WWE figures. So I think stylistically they would fit fantastically well. There's obviously a little bit of crossover. Uh, there's some legacy play there with some of the legends of UFC. So I would personally love to see, you know, some sort of UFC statement. Uh, but there, with that said, there's so much to consider, right? Do they even want a toy partner? Is Mattel as a company interested? Um, do they think Mattel's a good fit for them uh being i mean that's even less kid right than wwe when you're talking about ufc so there's there's so much to consider so really you know my statement me steve the collector steve the the fan of of combat sports um i'd love to see it uh but but tbd where things you know go and how things pan out um and you know the dust has definitely not even settled uh, on that deal yet. So I'm sure there's a lot to discuss and talk about over, you know, the coming, the coming months. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one that, uh, you know, there, there have been a few stabs at, you know, at UFC figures, you know, and you know, the other, the past versions have all had their merits, but yeah, I mean, I, I would hope that, that UFC and, and, uh, and Metallica work something out just because, you know, there's just so much, potential there you know in terms of uh you know even even just thinking like you know having the license for people like you know brock and and ronda and being able to see like ufc versions Shamrock, yeah uh i want to dan severn damn damn right you do Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah like you know you could you could uh you know, it's just the potential is is incredible there so let's all keep our fingers crossed that uh that the stars align for that one too um, so that's it. That's our, our Q and a section. Uh, Steve, you, you survived, we did it. you survived another Q and a round. Um, and now, you know, this is, you're, you're one of the few people that has been on this show three times. So we had to, wow. we had to adjust our, our final question, um, in order to accommodate, you know, your, your three peat uh, appearance. Yeah. I think Bill just answered last time. Yes, 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 yes. So, uh, Dave, would you like to fulfill your role as this podcast's James Lipton and ask our new final question? Why, yes, I would. So, Steve, since you're now appearing for a third time on the show and have answered the final question we ask all of our guests, a new final question for this appearance. 
If you can make a series for any single premium live event in WWE history, which event would be represented and which figures would be included? Oh my God, what a loaded uh, question for someone who wants everything. Um, <laughs> geez, let me think here for a second. Uh, how about St. Valentine's Day Massacre? Uh, with a build a black cage accessory for the you know the attitude era ring, uh, with Vince with a bloody head with Steve Austin with Big Show in a in a shirt, um, throwing Jim Ross in there, right? Um, how many figures is that? Four, yeah. Um, you need one more, you need one more. Let's do the king, let's do the king with articulated jacket, <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's that would be an so awesome. Really, to build, build out that main event, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good one. You answered that so fast when I saw this question. Yeah. I, I so this was one of this was a a, a Dave. This was one hundred percent Dave. Yeah. This question. I had two that I was and, in between, and I went with this. one. And when I saw this question, I was like, "His answer is going to be like it's going to take him like three years to get there." Nope. Nope, just absolutely. I basically it. just spun the wheel of memories and and whatever it landed on, I went with. It could have been anything. It could have been, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, one of the UK pay per views, one night only or something. Who knows? But anyway, it landed on St. Valentine's Day Massacre and I went with it. Well, there you go. Uh, well, Steve, go. before we let you go, uh, please remind our followers, uh, where can they find you on social media? Where can they back the, uh, the Nitro ring? And where can they stay up to date on, uh, on the WWE Mattel releases? Well, I am on Instagram, uh, action figure attack. And also check that out to see the, the, the streamlined version of the, the Nitro set. Uh, on my reels, which I hope to put together and have before this podcast goes live. Um, Twitter, um, action fig attack. Uh, I just had to look up my TikTok that I barely use. That's action figure attack also. Um, and then, of course, the the Monday Nitro entrance stage crowdfund is going on right now at MattelCreations.com. That runs through the first Friday of May. Um, by the time this podcast airs, the Hulk Hogan early bird backer will be unlocked. I'm going to be positive thinking or else this will sound embarrassing, you know, when this comes out, but I'm hopeful. Um, and let's, let's unlock those tiers. Let's get to DDP, uh, big Papa pump and, and, and ultimate warrior as well. Um, we've got another month to make this happen. And I think, and as we speak right now, we're currently at like 34%. Uh, it's been on an uptick all day, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I'm really hopeful we get this this epic entrance stage. And uh, we'll make sure to put all the links to all of those things in the show notes, so that way you guys can just tap that button and then uh, you know go ahead and start tapping those links. That way you can follow Steve back the Nitro Arena, all, all that good stuff. Um, Steve, thank you so much again for uh, for coming on the show and for for chatting with us and. Hopefully you get some uh, well-deserved rest. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. And I'm honored to be, you know, the uh, most attended guest of your podcast of all time. Hey, and you know what? It, as long as, as long as you guys keep putting out figures and keep wanting to come back, I mean, you'll just like keep yeah. racking up these appearances and it, it'll just, it, it'll, we'll have to get you a jacket to go with all the other cool, like chalk line jackets that you have. Yeah, Ryan, you don't have a jacket. (laughs) (laughs) Dave, you want to send us home? Yeah, um, give yourself a self-high five. 
and uh, take a look at that Nitro Arena. Thank you, dear listener, for hanging out with us today. Subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen, and then tell your friends to do it. Thanks also to Joe Azari, the golden voice behind our intro. Our music is Game Boy Horror by the Zombie Dandies. Find more about them both in our show notes. Follow us on social media at AIC underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Stop by and say hi. Show us your toy hauls and share your toy stories. Maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode. Don't try this at home. Voidware prohibited and some assembly required. Each sold separately, not a flying toy. Consult a physician if your toy run exceeds more than four hours. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.